0: The following transmission is an utterly nonsense podcast exclusive presentation. Cue that motherfucking good draw. This is the Utterly Nonsense Podcast. I'm CJ DeLeo, joined alongside John Keggs, and today we're talking about...
1: 80s sci-fi action is coming back again! Because the reboots didn't work last time!
0: In other words, Hollywood is trying to take your favorite properties, put them in a blender, and you know, hope something else is... Some, help, help something that people will actually see comes out.
1: So, what, what do we got lined up? The most recent thing that uh, came out a few days ago. We have the first official image from the upcoming untitled Terminator reboot because they got to reboot it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Because somehow they keep finding a way to screw it up. Right. So this one will be a direct sequel to Terminator 2 again and ignore all the other movies again. And Sis Time Sarah Connor is back so... She's not dead.
0: Well, she was back in uh, Genesis, too, right? Yeah, but
1: that took place before Terminator 1, technically, because she was younger there. Just the timeline of that whole thing just seems pointless. They, Um, They hop around the timelines of, like, all the movies...
0: Yeah, so, I mean, just to touch upon Terminator real quick, I loved Terminator growing up. Um, I I seem to be one of the few people who actually liked uh, the third one. You know, I'm I'm spacing out on the title of the thing right now, but... uh, It's just Terminator 3. Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines, yes. Uh, Of course, Judgment Day was great. I'm actually a fan of the original. I think the original was probably the best one in the trilogy.
1: I might agree with you.
0: Salvation kind of killed me. I gotta tell you, it like, I love Christian Bale, but it was just a shitty movie. And, uh, I, I don't know. It just felt out of place to me. And I, as a result, I ended up not seeing Genesis, despite the fact that I really loved this series growing up. I actually watched, uh, I think I watched all of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. The, uh, I never got to see that. Was it good? I, I, it was sort of like what, uh, Smallville was to Superman, you know, it's, uh, uh-huh. sort of a, uh, like, not low-budget, but a lower-budget version. It, it's before, like, the golden age of television, so it still has its sort of campy vibe. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I think it was decent. Again, I haven't really seen it, in, like, since it was on the air, so I might have a more skewed opinion of it. Um, But I remember the chick they cast as Sarah Connor being decent. I remember the guy they had as John Connor being decent. Uh, Eliza Dushku is basically great. It was
1: Lena so. Headey as Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. From Game of Thrones, well, okay. she would go on to be in Game of Thrones, and then they had Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones as Sarah Connor.
0: Oh, she was on that? Oh, in
1: Genesis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people criticize that, but I, I, I saw it, and I didn't think she was that bad, and I thought she was okay.
0: Well, I, I'd say the issue, as uh, someone who hasn't seen the movie, is that she's just too recognizable of a face. Um... You know, she doesn't really look too much like Sarah Connor, so it doesn't really make sense from that aspect of the whole thing. Um, I thought know, Jai I have, Courtney was not that
1: great of a Kyle Reese. First of all, he looks nothing like him, mm-hmm. and he's just a pretty vanilla
0: actor. Just well, judging by that movie, I, I don't think he fit I mean, well. I, Yeah, I mean, I have nothing outwardly against uh, Jai Courtney, but, um, it, well, here's the thing. like, I feel like you could get away with casting a more well-known actor in that role just because... Um, you know, Kyle Reese, I don't think has the same sort of iconic status as Sarah Connor. Like, uh, right. it, it's like I can't picture Kyle Reese in my head, but I would know him if I saw him, you know? He's Michael Bean, man. It's also yeah. Corporal Hicks in Aliens, which we'll get to a little later. Um, that being said, J- Jai Courtney's definitely not as recognizable as Amelia Clark. Like, um, aside from this, his best yeah. known role uh. is probably Suicide Squad, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was um, thinking that. I was like, oh, hey, that's, uh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, Which, again, he, I actually really loved his performance in that. Uh, You know, it's, it again, just to recap my feelings on Suicide Squad. Good movie. in oh upon first watching, subsequent watchings, it gets gradually worse. Still good things about it. Still enjoyable. But, you know, if you examine it critically, it sort of falls apart. Go on. So, yeah, very quickly, my thoughts on the
1: Terminator franchise. One and two. So good, man, so good. Man. But I always have trouble th- uh, trying to decide which one I like better. I don't really like one better than the other. I just both think they're about equally good. Three I liked. I, I mean, I didn't. I watched it when I was young, so I-, I really didn't have any kind of notion of what a Terminator movie should be. It was just, oh, it's another movie. Right. So I never well, disliked it. Salvation. Same- when I first watched, I, I was kind of disappointed because I was expecting was expecting to see the future war that we see at the beginning of Terminator 2. But uh, after I watched it and, like, I read up on it, it was supposed to be the first of a trilogy all taking place during the whole war. So you can see how John Connor became, you know, the leader of the humans because he wasn't at first. He wasn't the leader in that movie. And it makes sense. Like, why would we trust this guy who's just a no-name that nobody knows? So I was actually anticipating to see that whole thing. So I, I don't really hate that movie either. Yeah. And uh, Genesis was eh.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um, what's so let's the, talk name about the picture. or Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't so, have a title uh,
1: yet, but what we see in the oh, picture is uh,
0: Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor. She's wearing some kind of tactical oh, see, vest. See, that I didn't even notice at first. Um, uh, so we'll yeah, fill the right. image here for our YouTube viewers. Uh, for you audio guys, we'll just uh, describe it vividly. So um, we
1: see Sarah Connor with some shortcut blonde hair on the right. I don't know why I'm talking like Bob Ross. You know why? Because I'm painting a picture yeah. here.
0: Okay. <laughs> see. Okay. So I was just uh, looking at this before. Um, honestly, I didn't even notice that was Linda Hamilton at first. Like that yeah, uh, is. She's definitely older. She's definitely like different looking with the uh, blonde hair and all that. Um. And in middle the middle kind of looks like a dude. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's because I guess she's going to be the Terminator on the good side. I don't know. Why? Okay. I... Uh, Why? I, I mean... I, I, I don't know. I, I guess um, it's like the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles where they wanted a yeah. female protector.
0: Well, uh, what's her name? Um, I, I said Eliza Dushku before. I realized, like, right after I said it that that was wrong. Um, I, I forget what her name is. Uh, she was also in Firefly... Um, I, I don't know you you know who I'm talking about like the uh, Terminator from that uh, oh again uh, S- S- Summer Glau Summer Glau yes yeah 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 she actually was decent in the role um yeah. and her like... name was Cameron in paying homage to
1: James Cameron who was producing this new movie yeah.
0: okay so yeah she was good um so we were talking before uh. Yeah, I mean, did you want to say what the Hollywood Reporter's reaction to this uh, (laughs) thing was first?
1: Yeah, so Hollywood Reporter points out something that you don't see in this picture, which is any males, there's no males, and they say, Oh, this is such a great thing, you know? So great, we need more female action stars. Yeah, man, it was always a story about a woman. Yeah, screw the males. And I just say, Hello, Arnold? What about John Connor? They're like the two most central figures to the whole franchise. It's like the dance between those two things is what defines it. What came first, the Terminator or the John Connor? Chicken or the egg? That's the whole story about the paradoxical nature and the existence of these two things. So, like, yeah. why, why, why are you trying to inject more politics into this? Can, can't we just stop with
0: the politics, man? I'm tired of it. Okay, so we were sort of uh, talking about this right before we started recording. Um, it's Hollywood Reporter, so no big deal. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood Reporter definitely has its sort of uh, overly preachy moments when it comes to politics. Um, so, you know, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm pretty far left when it comes to politics. Um, yeah, if you don't believe that, just check his Twitter daily. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Facebook, too, now. <laughs> I look at it, and I'm like, do you ever rest? No, I really sleep? don't. I, I just uh, tweet in my sleep now. Yeah. Um, so does Trump, apparently. <laughs> so um, I'm actually not too bad. Like, uh, you know, as far as liberals go when it comes to Trump bashing, I'm pretty laid back about the whole thing. Um, honestly, he's pretty moderate as far as Republicans go. I really couldn't care less, but um, uh, just to approach this um, from a more liberal standpoint but from a more uh, rational liberal standpoint Ooh,
1: careful with those two words um, sometimes they don't always mix
0: oh uh, boy well you could say either side is irrational and either side has its radicals and its morons i'm a radical um, centrist to be honest oh yeah <laughs> that makes sense okay
1: <laughs> i'm the far alt radical center
0: okay <laughs> subscribe to utterly nonsense to hear more of john's uh, radical centrist political views. <laughs> And eventually try to figure out what he actually believes. Uh, So, uh, just to... The earth is flat. (laughs) So, just to approach this with my brand of liberalism, um, so, we were talking a bit before about what makes a good feminist icon, what feminism should be, and for for what it's worth, I really don't approve... Approve's not the right word. I don't really agree with modern feminism, just because of what it sort of devolved into i I mean there was definitely a time and a place for feminism right like legitimately less than a century ago there, like women didn't have the right to vote i think people tend to forget how recent that was but but again like considering modern feminism is about how dudes are unfair to women in hollywood (laughs) uh how like they're making shit up about the wage gap it's I, i don't know how people get behind this you know like so, what's wrong with this specifically? Like, you look at Sarah Connor and other similar feminist icons prior to this century, prior to the last... I, I'd i say happened like 10 years ago, this sort of push for radical feminism. Yeah. Um, you know, you didn't have to shoehorn them in there for them to be a great feminist hero. They were already great heroes. You don't have to put any sort of label on it, you know? You don't have to... Like, their gender is not at the forefront of their... uh, The gender of the character should not be at the forefront of your mind. If they're a great character, they should just stand on their own. Here's what
1: I think is an important principle. A character should set an example, not as a result of what they look like or what they are. It's what they do, right? Actions speak louder than words. Actions are what you follow. It's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. So... I think that all the original super feminist icons of the eighties who were like action heroes. The few that there were, they were just people who did shit. They were, they were cool. They kicked ass and there wasn't really a focus on the fact that they were, you know, female and they didn't have to mention it all the time saying, ha, I did this cause it was a
0: woman's job. No, it's just this thing needs to be done and I'm the one to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty well said. Um, so just to continue on this topic of reboots, I know you had a few others uh, pulled up. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. reboot cool. slash sequels. So
1: another franchise about a thing who is part man, part machine, but all cop. No, oh, so that's what you're going for. Robocop Returns is now in the works, and it's actually a rewrite of the original planned sequel to the first Robocop. So they're getting like, the original writers back to do this thing, and it's going to be okay. directed by Neil Blomkamp. I think that's a pretty good choice.
0: Okay, uh, what else has he done for our less? Uh... Well, he's got District Nine, yeah. Chappie, Elysium. Okay, so he knows how to tell a good uh, sci-fi story. Is what you're saying? Like, uh, he's pretty seasoned in that regard. Yeah, and, and like especially because I think those
1: stories have a thing in common where it's coming from like an environment of uh, how should I say? Not necessarily poor people, but people who basically have to punch up a lot. And, you know, that's kind of the setting. And Mm -hmm. RoboCop, of course, takes place in Detroit. So I don't know if he'll work that kind of element into it, but, you know, might be a thing. But he definitely knows how to do
0: some cool sci-fi stuff. So uh, just for reference, uh, how long ago was the original RoboCop? Oh, original RoboCop, I'm going to say 84. Let me check real quick. So it does beg the question are they gonna no 87 my bad 80 1987 okay so it's not as big of a jump but um so the question remains are they gonna try to go for a Blade Runner type thing where they actually like let the time gap between this this original and the sequel like sort of serve them or are they gonna try to like cram it in as being a direct sequel like a couple years after the fact that's a good question and
1: that answer, I don't have. From what I read, I think it's uh, on this website deadline, it didn't talk about that. It was just talking about the fact that this was planned, and but then it wasn't done, and then went with a different, um, you know, script. And then we had the RoboCop reboot in 2014, which just fell flat, which I thought wasn't mm-hmm. a terrible movie. It was okay. Nowhere near the level of the original RoboCop, because... I mean, it's pretty hard to replicate Paul Verhoeven, the original director. He also directed Total Recall with Arnold. He has a very yeah. unique style.
0: Did you uh, see the Total Recall remake? Nope. Okay, couple quick things just to rant about this. Um, not awful from a CG perspective. They did decently to try to recreate the feelings of the original. Um, you can't replace Schwarzenegger, obviously, but... Um, like the, the the one thing that really bugged me about the uh, remake was the ending, because uh, like you know how it's sort of left up in the air as to whether or not Schwarzenegger is actually like this, uh, what what would you call him? Secret agent spy? Uh, yeah, uh, like um, a sleeper um, agent. Yeah. So, uh, no ambiguity here. Like they completely like left the mystery out of it and you know it's made clear that he's not in a simulation that he actually is a secret agent who had his mind uh wiped yeah well well, to um, jump
1: on that real quick i just watched total recall recently and I, i think it's pretty i'll be on the side to say that it all actually happened because because of one key scene when he first goes to the recall center and they mm-hmm. say, okay, well, we've decided what you're going to do, and now we're going to you know, put you to sleep. Uh, when they do that, when they give him the anesthetic or whatever, and then he starts freaking out. And they're like, he's talking about on Mars. He's like, well, why did you give him the, the, the thing and you didn't sedate him properly? They said, that's the thing. We didn't give it to him yet. He's he it actually on Mars. That was all happening while Arnold wasn't aware of it. Like, they knocked him out, and then they were still talking. So I think the fact that it shows interaction going on while he wasn't conscious kind of i don't know proves or highly suggests that it did happen
0: well that's great i mean i i mean you know i haven't really thought about that specific moment as much but um it it does raise a good point uh but what again what i really love about this original was the ambiguity the fact that we can theorize about it the fact that there is some like it's just it's just the mark of a good ending you know like yeah it's the kind of thing that you know it came out nearly thirty years ago and we're still talking about it, you know. It's freaking classic. Like there's just so many great Schwarzenegger movies that like, how does he not get more respect as an actor, you know? Fun quick fun fact, the guy
1: who was the bad guy in that movie, not the the main bad guy. Uh the one who was like the how would you call him? He was like the guy who was running after Arnold the whole time. Richter. Was played sure. by Michael okay. Lionside, who is also the voice of Dark Side in the Justice League animated series. Oh, and cool. the old man, who was the main bad guy, was also the v- the, m- the main bad guy in the original Robocop. The vice president who commissioned the whole thing, and he's like, ah, you can't shoot me, it's your directive number four, as long as I'm leader of this company, you can't do anything. And then the uh, actual CEO says,
0: you're fired!
1: Thank you. Shoots some- him.
0: Well, I can say I honestly didn't know that. Oh, boy. That's a little hidden tease. <laughs> yeah. Keep on the lookout for those it. keywords. Oh, yeah,
1: one thing I forgot to mention. Mm. Uh, Arnold is returning for the new Terminator, of course. And so is John Connor, but I think it's going to be flashbacks because they cast some kid who looks a lot like the kid from Terminator 2, and they said that they're going to use like digital stuff to make his face exactly right. match it. So I think there'll be flashbacks okay. of John Connor, but not in the active story i don't know why
0: so that actually reminds me of another upcoming sequel um and this one i think i i, I sequel the right word it's actually very similar circumstances to uh, terminator so you know i i, I actually just watched the uh, roast of bruce wills the other day which uh you know comedy central they're a hit or a miss this one was actually pretty funny uh pretty good lineup all things considered um. So, Die Hard Six is coming pretty soon. Um, guy, which, yeah, know, I, I didn't even. I wasn't even aware there was a fifth one. Oh, but, you didn't?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, one where they go to Russia. N- well,
0: I, I I saw one. Th- yeah, well, I saw one through four. Um, and you know, I, I'm I'm always cool for a good action movie, but after like the first one, they all sort of go downhill. Um, second one was good too, but you know, relatively speaking, there's no really hitting the uh, <laughs> initial. Guess who played? Uh,
1: yeah. John McClane's son in the last Die Hard, Jai Courtney.
0: Oh. this is all connected, man. <laughs> all ties together. Yeah. Um. So the interesting thing about Die Hard Six, which you know I just read the other day, uh, we don't know too much about it yet because I, I I think it's still like a year out, something like that. Um. There's actually going to be flashbacks. It's it's going to function sort of like a prequel to the original. Uh, Die Hard, where there's going to be flashbacks to Bruce Willis's, you know, John McClane's character before, um, like before the events of the first Die Hard. Uh-huh. So, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're going to de-age Bruce Willis for that, or if they're going to cast a younger actor. But uh, I don't know, kind of an interesting way of tying them all together. I feel like there's a solid chance that this will be the last Die Hard. It so. sounds like they kind
1: of make it or want to make it that way to close out the uh, newer trilogy, I guess you could yeah. call it. The that started was four. Which,
0: honestly like one of the big reasons the uh newer diehards don't really stack up with the original like uh it it just gets to the point especially in the uh, especially in four i haven't seen five but i'd imagine it's sort of the same way where um he goes basically from being just this ordinary everyday cop who was sort of trapped in a bad situation and becoming a full-fledged action hero Mm. and uh I, i don't know like logically it just feels like it comes out of nowhere and uh, I, I I don't know. I, I'm anxious to see what they do with the sixth one, see if they can keep it fresh at all. And, uh, you know, clearly some series can become better. Uh, you look at Mission Impossible. Oh, uh, yeah, I just saw the new one, man. called um, Oh, what'd you think?
1: I thought it was pretty great. Cause I saw the fifth one in theaters, too, and I really, really liked mm-hmm. it. So the way I consider this one is kind of like number five, but plus it's like, you know, the runtime oh, yeah. is longer, and they have more tense scenes. It's kind of exhausting at the end, actually, and it's a little bit more serious. But it was also the same director, uh, Christopher McQuarrie,
0: I think his name is, worked mm-hmm. on a few Tom Cruise movies. Uh, he directed the first one, too, right? The uh, very first? I don't know, actually. That I feel like I should know that offhand. Um, so there's no real uh, beating out the first one for me, but uh, the fact that it's been a- able to keep up this momentum like years after the fact, which I think the first one came out, like, what uh mid-90s um the first one was 96 and Okay, no it wasn't Christopher Macquarie. oh
1: who was it Brian De Palma
0: oh oh okay <laughs> well there you go um so you know the fact that they've been able to keep up that momentum the, the for this uh 20-year period is kind of impressive you know that that's sort of the hallmark of a great series yeah um yeah, uh, were there any other reboots you had in mind? I, I know you had a whole list prepared. Of course. Um, yeah. Well, continuing with
1: the 80s sci-fi action trend, we have coming out this year actually the Predator. Uh, First, you had Predator, then Predator Two, then, Predator then Alien was, versus Predator, uh, Alien oh, vs. Yeah. Predator Requiem. Well, that hardly counts, but uh, yeah, but it's still like considered in-universe, mm-hmm. considered like canon. I'm pretty sure to the Predator movies, but not to the Alien movies. Then you had Predators, and now. The Predator. yeah, And, uh, yeah, this one is just, like, another story within the the world of Predator, kind of, like, as they all are. And you'll see what is that? It's, like, another freaking military team. I don't know, they do something and, oh, some kid uh, he finds, like, a Predator ship and he activates the beacon so it brings Predators back to Earth. But, <sighs> as with them, some kind of Mutated, advanced version of them. Well, I guess try to kill everybody, and then the old predators side with the humans. So you're gonna see predators fighting each other, humans fighting them, all sorts of crazy stuff going on. I saw the trailer. It, the first one kind of looked, I don't know, it looked
0: all right. I don't know. It's it sounds pretty. Uh, I I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds like another like cash grab, you know. Well, of um, course it is, but uh, I don't know. I think it'll be hit or miss. Yeah. Another I sort of thing that, that uh, you really can't beat the original, and uh, another great oh, of Schwarzenegger course, so. classic, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, if, as far as people I know that are in this movie, Thomas Jane, who was Punisher in two thousand four, mm-hmm. and Keegan Michael
0: Key. Oh, I actually. Like How about him. that? I mean, he's funny. He's a great actor, but uh. uh yeah, I can't imagine put him he's been in doing. that sort of thing. Is just why I. I have, I have no idea. <sighs> and this
1: one's supposed to be the first in a new trilogy. That's what they always say when mm, they reboot.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, uh yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to say. That's just the Hollywood machine right there. Yeah. So I don't know. It could be all right. But uh watch the trailer. If you haven't,
1: judge it for yourself. Mm-hmm. We will see. And finally, we referenced aliens. So what's been going on with aliens? Well, really nothing is the answer because you had Alien Covenant which uh, I think it was critically not that well-received. I think it did okay, right? Uh, box office-wise. But what was already being planned before that even came out was Alien 5, directed by Neil Blomkamp. Hmm. And it would have erased all the events after Aliens, so after the second movie, because it was going to bring back Ripley and Corporal Hicks, Michael Bean, and just do a movie about them.
0: Okay, so it's sort of their version of uh, Days of Future Past don't think it was going to involve time travel well what i mean is it's erasing the other movies and uh sort of just you know gives them an excuse to do uh yeah sort of their own thing moving forward so just to list out all the alien movies just to show how ridiculous just to show how like ridiculous it is how hollywood just keeps pumping out shit like this (laughs) Uh, alien producing turds alien was the first one 1976 Definitely a classic, uh, followed by Aliens, another awesome movie sort of blends horror and uh, sort of blends... Yeah, exactly. Horror with sci-fi with, you know, it's just a great 80s movie. Um, Following that, in 1992 was Alien 3. Yeah. Which... I'm actually looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. Uh, Critical score 45%, audience score 47%. So it's one of those rare movies where... You know, the uh, audience and the critics seem to be pretty united. Um, Followed by Alien Resurrection in 1997, also critically panned. 2004 was Alien vs. Predator, which, uh, you know, those are always kind of fun, but uh, just definitely fucking stupid those technically Um,
1: don't count as alien movies 2007
0: was alien versus predator 2 requiem garbage i saw that don't like it followed by prometheus in 2012 which i didn't even know was an alien movie but uh it it wasn't i think uh, it wasn't originally supposed to be but then they kind of said ah what the heck okay and then alien covenant was uh this past year which uh looked decent uh got modest reviews but uh
1: The the funny thing was I thought they set up something pretty interesting in Prometheus with like the whole origin of the human race and these engineers what are they but then instead of doing Prometheus 2 they did Alien Covenant and then they they kind of address it because you see the engineers again but it's just for the purpose of showing another
0: xenomorph type so they can get chased by it. Yeah, so it's like, eh. you know, it's like I haven't actually seen Prometheus, but it sort of sounds like uh, Scientology in a nutshell. You know, it's Aliens decent. sort of created decent us. movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
1: well, know. Yeah. So Neil Blomkamp was supposed to do Alien 5 before Covenant started happening because Ridley Scott said, hey, I want to do it. I want to do my uh, Prometheus sequel. So they put uh, Alien 5 on hold and it's just been on hold since then. And he says that he's pretty much done with it, clearly, since now he's going
0: to do RoboCop 2. I don't know. It just seems sort of weird to me that Ridley Scott went from the very first alien all the way to Prometheus. Like, he didn't think to step in at all anywhere along the line. And uh, then he came back for Covenant. Uh, Kind of interesting.
1: And the one weird thing was there's a lot of things that you can clearly see in Prometheus which are supposed to connect back to the first alien, like... The planetoid, they're on LV, whatever it is. But the number doesn't match. The number designation. Even though it should, because that big round ship thing you see in Alien that's crashed there with the engineer in it, that's the thing that they're in, in Prometheus, that crashes on the planet and it's left there. So it's like, oh, yeah, that, that's where it came from. And, and they, you even see the, uh, the main character woman, she leaves the distress signal that they find in Alien, but according to the technicalities, it's not the same thing. So it's like, well, what was the point then? Yeah. And then, from... and then the years don't match. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And what was it else that doesn't match?
0: The thing you see at the end of Prometheus isn't a xenomorph. It's like some kind of protomorph. Okay. Well, at least from what I'm hearing, it just sounds like, uh, you know, Ridley Scott might've had some initial vision that just didn't pan out. Um, that's what I was thinking. It, it, it just sounds like he generally just stopped caring after the first one, and I don't know, if he had some initial vision, it just didn't come into flourishing. Or it's just someone didn't check the details. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, it, it just seems like poor planning to me. You know, it, it just seems like, um, I don't know, he got bored somewhere along the way and just wanted to make money. Which, when it comes down to it, is sort of the premise of every major Hollywood blockbuster, you know? Yeah, I think maybe the studio, and this is just going
1: out on a limb, I think maybe the studio said, yeah, this movie's great, but uh, it doesn't have any franchise power, so we want you to work Alien into it because money. Great. But I hear that it was like that from the beginning with the script, so, ah.
0: Okay, so I think- Aliens
1: in limbo. Robocop's yeah. coming back. Terminator's coming back. Predator's coming back.
0: So I mean, Die I, coming back. <laughs> so we've been talking for about half an hour now. I feel like uh, everyone sort of uh, understands how we feel about reboots and uh, yeah. sequel. Is there anything six.
1: better than classic '80s sci-fi action?
0: Not that I can think of. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Okay, so without further ado, I'm CJ DeLeo, joined alongside John Kags. This is the Utterly Nonsense Podcast, in which we always discuss entertainment and pop culture news. And, you know, give our sort of half-brained collegiate thoughts on them. So if you actually stuck around this long and uh, like what you heard, uh, you might be watching this on YouTube, you might be listening this uh, to this on iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, you know, definitely follow us, subscribe to us, whatever, like this video if you're on YouTube. Um, you know, you can find us on a number of other sources if uh, this isn't your usual viewing platform.
1: Listen, just put Utterly Nonsense Podcast into Google, find all the links, and click them all. You check Otherwise,
0: out. just you know, check out our the about section on our YouTube page, because uh, all our links are there. Yeah, it's got everything. So without further ado, Ape Music plays out. Your move creation. come Coming to if you
1: Want. To.